What's going on, guys? So in this episode, I am going to go over five games from week one. That's right. Week one, which is just, well, it technically kicks off in about six days right from right now with the Texans and Chiefs. So I'm going to go with five games from week one. One of those games will be the Texans and Chiefs that um, I think are going to be the most fantasy fun packed games or most fantasy relevant games. And I'm going to go over some players I like in each game and why. So, like I said, just a second ago, uh, the Texans and Chiefs are definitely in the mix here. So, they're the first team I like. Obviously, I love Mahomes. So, you guys have heard me for months on end now ramble on about how I don't like taking a quarterback early. And that's true. I would never have drafted Mahomes. I don't own him in any league. And um, that's fine. But the reason I love him in this game is because if you did take him, well, he's going to score a ton of points in this game because this Texan secondary is decent. It's not bad. It's better than what people assume from it. Um, it's still probably, you know, a, maybe the 20th best unit in the NFL overall. It's not. It's just not a horrible unit is the point I'm trying to stress. But the issue with them is that they don't have much of a pass rush. Um if J.J. Watt comes back and he's in J.J. Watt form, then, you know, that's maybe so. Maybe that maybe he'll just dominate the game himself, which he is very capable to do. But when I look at it, I, I just I'm not worried about much here from the Chiefs because um, there's no answer for Travis Kelsey, which is why he's going to be another guy that I love in this game. And uh just the amount of time if you don't get quick pressure on Mahomes he's going to hurt you badly because their receivers will get open if they have some time so um that's ultimately the issue i believe that will be the biggest problem for Houston that and the fact that they literally have no answer for Travis Kelsey and then now when you add the fact that Clyde Edwards-Helaire can catch some passes right off the bat because like i told you guys i think his floor Clyde is the rookie season that we saw from Christian McCaffrey um, and that's why I wouldn't take him in the first round. But that said, I mean, he's going to catch 50, 60 passes. I, I'm not going to say his floor is the – I think he'll do more on the ground than McCaffrey, but I think he'll have more um, – I think he'll have less receptions. So he's going to catch 50 or 60 passes as a rookie. So I think that alone makes it – their offense even that much more difficult to defend because if you have Tyreek Hill, who's the field stretcher, and Sammy Watkins, who's also the field stretcher, and Miko Hardman, who's also the field stretcher, and then you've got a guy like Travis Kelsey in the intermediate parts of the field, and then a guy like Clyde at that in the short range, just quick dump-offs, you really have an answer for almost everything that defenses are going to throw at you. So I just don't see the Texans being in a good position to defend against this Kansas City passing attack, which is why I love Pat Mahomes. Um, for starters. So I love Travis Kelsey, as I've also said. And just really quickly, as we saw last year in the playoffs, the Texans have no answer for him. They actually put Lonnie Johnson on him for parts of that game, and Travis Kelsey just kept catching touchdowns. And I thought that was a good matchup because Lonnie is a uh, corner that I like coming out of Kentucky. He's like 6'3", um, 215 pounds or so, maybe even, maybe even closer to 220. But he uh, and he's a decent. I mean, he can run and everything too. But he just he was no. Pro I mean, it was just easy for Kelsey to get separation. And then after he caught the ball, it was hard for Lonnie to tackle him. So just a complete mismatch from any front. I don't see a guy that that you can just say like, oh yeah, you know, just throw him on there and he'll give Kelsey a hard time. I don't see it. I think Kelsey's gonna have a dominant dominant day. And again, 
when there's no pass rush, you can run some pretty long developing routes with Kelsey, and that's going to be an issue for anybody in this Houston team. Um, so those are the two guys that I love in this game. So now for guys that I like. I like Brandon Cooks. Um, I like Brandon Cooks a lot, as you guys have heard me rambling on about four months, <laughs> but uh, especially of his ADP. I think that if you're one of those guys like me that has really no – you know, maybe in some of your leagues, you don't have the splash receivers like the the guys that you're starting every week. I think Brandon Cooks is the guy you can look to start because, number one, nobody can cover him in Kansas City. Um, he's well, they can. I guess there's the Chavarius Ward kid is pretty good, but I'm not even sure he'll shadow him just because of the way the Texans offense is built where they don't really have that true number one. Although, in my opinion, that guy is Cooks. So either way. Ward is a good player, but he can't cover Brandon Cooks consistently. Um, number two, I believe that game flow will favor Brandon Cooks in fantasy, at least, right? Because he's the Texans are likely to be either losing, and I'm not saying they're going to get blown out, but they're likely to be playing a little bit from behind, um, especially, I mean, on the road in Kansas City. Not that the home field is going to be a huge factor with no fans, um, but it will matter, and I just think the Chiefs are going to come out amped up, ready to go, and I think they will have somewhat of a lead, and if they don't, it'll be a game where you know you've got to score points, so opportunity will be there for Cooks in one way or the other. So I like Brandon Cooks a lot. I like Tyreek Hill a lot in this game. I think that there will be big plays there for Tyreek. I, I don't think he's going to have a ton of volume, but he's not really a guy that that needs a ton of volume. You know, He, he, he will have a couple, whether it's one, two, or three, splash plays in this game and he'll be a solid fantasy contributor for you um deshaun watson if for nothing else than for game flow you know i think that he's gonna have to score points to keep up with this chiefs um offense sorry i put my phone on silent um <clears throat> yeah so deshaun watson if for nothing else than for game flow clyde edwards elaire because i think he'll catch some passes if nothing else i think he has a solid um floor for this matchup i I do think the Texans' run defense is going to be better with J.J. Watt there. I think they'll be a solid unit and a little bit difficult to run on. So I think the Chiefs are going to do almost all of their damage in this game through the air. So with, with that being said, I think they're going to kind of use Clyde as an extension of the running game, as we hear people say. And um, I think that's kind of the role Clyde will play in week one. And then I also like David Johnson because he's a guy that – so let's say the Texans get off to an early lead. It's going to be in large part because of David Johnson. And if they do that, David Johnson's going to run the ball more, right? So that's one reason. Um, the other reason is if they're getting blown out, well, David Johnson's going to be in the game because yeah, he is a great receiving back. He is the better pass protecting back out of the, him and Duke Johnson. And he's their guy. You know, the I always talk about intent. They traded essentially DeAndre Hopkins for David Johnson. You know, and then they didn't even draft a receiver. So with the pick that they got. <clears throat> so I think David Johnson will see at least 15 touches in this game. And I think that, like I said, it really there isn't a situation that I see where he's a non-factor, at least in terms of fantasy points. And he may be one of those guys that in this game that that has he's not necessarily having a great game but he is scoring points for your fantasy team. So that's kind of the, the role I see for Johnson. I think he'll catch four or five passes, and, um, and, and that's if they're losing. Like I kind of expect them to, or I at least expect them to be losing at times in the game where they have to pass. Um, and if they're winning, 
then that's fine. That'll be probably because of a 20 plus carry game for David Johnson. So that's kind of how I see that. And um, I also, if you want to throw in a defense, I actually kind of like the the Chiefs defense in this game just a little because I think they will they'll get pressure on what on Deshaun Watson as he does tend to hold the ball every now and then. So I'm just going to throw a defense in there for the hell of it. All right, second game on my list is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with the GOAT Tom Brady at the New Orleans Saints. Guys, we are a little over a week away from this game, and I am ready. But anyways, um, so guys, I love Chris Godwin. The Saints have no answer. They really don't. They have no answer for Godwin. He's going to be a monster out of the slot, high floor, high ceiling. He's going to get off to a good start with Tom Brady. I also love Tom Brady. I think... Brady's just going to come out ready. Like we saw what he did last year against the Steelers. Very good, def- a great defense, really, um, in week one where he went over 300 yards and I think he had at least two or three touchdowns in that game. He had a huge game. He's a guy that just, to me, seems like he comes out to play in uh, season opening games. And he's going to, going against the Saints in New Orleans, he's going to come out ready to roll and be ultra hyped. So I love Brady in this matchup. And I also, I also love Drew Brees. Um, I don't even love Drew Brees overall as a fantasy option this year, but I do love him in this game because I think game flow will be, uh, it'll be a little bit of a high scoring game, not, not super, super high scoring, but it'll be a very efficient game for the offenses. And I don't think either team will really be able to run the ball all that well, especially the saints. I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball against this Tampa defense that was one of the best if not the best run defense in the NFL last year and I don't see any reason for them to decline in any way in that regard so I like Alvin Kamara so now here's the guys I like I like Kamara uh he'll catch some passes for sure I think so he has he'll provide you a pretty high floor especially if it's uh points per reception league and um yeah like I said I don't think he'll run for a ton of yards because this defense is so good against the run but I definitely think he will catch his fair share of passes and provide a high floor for you in week one. Um, I guess I like Mike Evans because you're not going to bench Mike Evans. But we saw last year against this team, he got blanked by Marshawn Lattimore. So opportunities should be there, but the matchup is tough for Evans. So I like him, don't love him. And look, man, I, I like Michael Thomas. I don't necessarily love him because these Tampa corners, whether it's Jamel Dean, or Carlton Davis are guys that are big, fast, physical dudes. And I think there will be, you know, obviously a, a double, a lot of double teaming going on uh, versus Michael Thomas. So um, I like him still because he's Michael Thomas and you're starting him with supreme confidence every single week. But I also don't necessarily think he's going to have a huge day. Um, I think Emmanuel Sanders is another guy I like that, that will be able to take advantage of some one-on-ones. Um, I think Emmanuel Sanders is in for a big year. I think he'll have a much better season than he did last year because he's, even though it's a COVID-19 offseason, he has been on this Saints roster for a while now and just kind of been able to learn the playbook for several months. And he has more stability, plus it's the year after the Achilles injury that sidelined him the previous year. So he has a whole season of uh, health on his resume now. So this year probably was much better. He's not rehabbing and all that stuff. He's just ready to play. So I like Emmanuel Sanders in this game. And I think I like Gronk just mainly because I just feel like Gronk's going to catch a touchdown. Like I, you know, I don't think he's going to have 10 catches or anything crazy like that or 100 yards at all. But I think he's going to catch a touchdown, maybe even two. I just, for some reason, I kind of get the feeling that 
Gronk catches a touchdown in his NFL debut from Tom Brady. Um, all right, third game, and this might be the game I'm highest on. So just I should clarify, this isn't in any necessarily in order. Uh, this is just, you know, I'm just I'm just naming games that I like. Um, and the only order is that it's a top five. I'm going to name just five games that I really like the most. So this one is probably the one I like the most overall, which is the Cowboys at the Rams. Um, I was just arguing with a guy on Twitter because not really arguing with him. He was arguing with me. I was just talking, but uh, he seems to, you know, didn't like the fact that I was insinuating that Dak Prescott and Jared Goff would have big games. And I like that. Uh, I like Michael Gallup a lot in this uh, in this game. I think he's just going to be too much to handle for whoever covers him because Jalen Ramsey's likely going to be matched up with Amari Cooper. I think that leaves a lot for I think that leaves a big opening for Gallup to just do what he wants against uh, their number two corner, and I think he will. I think Gallup is going to eat. He could be a huge DFS get for you. So hint, hint there. Um, and I think that the Cowboys are better suited to take advantage of matchups against the Rams secondary, even more so than against the really good run defense. And that was what me and that guy were arguing about on Twitter. Yes, Dallas ran for like over 200 yards against the Rams last year, but that was a different Rams defense. And that was also a different Dallas offensive coordinator. And the Rams overall last year were ninth in yards per carry allowed. So it's not like they are just a bad run defense where you can just abuse them over and over again. And they came into that game, um, you know, probably not really expecting that because nobody had run the ball on them like that uh, to that point in the season. So, um, and I mean, you got Aaron Donald, Michael Brockers and Ashawn Robinson. That's, that's a pretty stout group up front. So I, I think Zeke will obviously have a game, but the point I'm making is I think that the, best matchups for Dallas is actually going to be on the outside. I mean, even CD lamb could get going. So Jared Goff, I think uh, has a very good opportunity and is a guy I love for this week, actually. And you know, that's weird because the Jared Goff was a guy that's pretty much available in like the 12th round or even later somewhere in that range, like a guy that was pretty much out of the consensus top 12 quarterbacks. And I think he'll have a big game in this one. I think that Similarly to what I just said about the Cowboys offensive strategy, I think the Rams three receivers will be a clear advantage against the Dallas secondary. And I think that that could lead to a big game for Jared Goff. I think this can be a relatively high scoring game. I think that Van Jefferson is a guy that I also love. I think he's going to beat up on Jordan Lewis, man. And Jordan Lewis, the guy I really liked coming out, but um, I'm that's assuming that Van gets matched up with Jordan Lewis because he's their nickel corner. I don't really care who Van gets matched up with. He's going to win some some of that matchups because if it's Daryl Worley or whoever, Van Jefferson is going to be beaten up on second or third corners for Dallas, in my opinion. So I love him too. And then guys I like, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods for sure. Always got to like Zeke. Um, I just don't love him because, like I said, that Rams run defense is good and they're going to be set. They're going to dig in their heels and not try to not allow – over 200 yards rushing again. So I think that's something to monitor. And I'm a little nervous on Tyler Higby, but I still like him overall. But a guy that I really like, I wouldn't say really like, but a guy that I do like quietly is, is uh, Blake Jarwin against these. We could have a Blake Jarwin sighting. Okay, I'm not telling you to start Blake Jarwin every week by any means, but I am interested in Blake Jarwin beating up on these Rams uh, weaker linebackers. So I think that's a potential matchup to look out for there. Potential DFS guy you can just get for cheap just to, you know, just to have a tight end there for basically peanuts. 
And I think that he could pay off and have a solid like five for 50 or something like that. Maybe a touchdown in there too. So another game I like is the Raiders and Panthers. Um, look, this is like the perfect storm in my opinion. So I love Josh Jacobs. Why? Because Carolina was a 32nd ranked run defense in many categories, but in the one I'm talking about particularly is yards per carry allowed. I think Josh Jacobs will eat, man. I think I think the Raiders are going to methodically get off to a very grinding, maybe 10 to nothing start where Jacobs has like two rushing touchdowns in the first half. And I think that they'll just be methodical like that. I think the other guy that I love on this team and who will be involved early and often is Hunter Renfro. Like as a Panther fan myself, I look at their team and I'm thinking, so who's our nickel? Is it Corn Elder? Is it the rookie six rounder we took who I like? I can't remember his name at this point, but point is the secondary isn't exactly loaded. I like the I like Dante Jackson and Eli Apple's okay. But I feel like Hunter Renfro is going to eat no matter who we put on him. And I think Hunter Renfro, if he's not owned in your league, will be a very, very popular waiver pickup after week one because I think that he'll have at least five or six catches in that game. So I love Hunter Renfro, especially for the value in like a DFS league. Um, I love DJ Moore because like I just stated, I think the Raiders are going to get off to a 10 to nothing lead, 13 nothing lead. I think it will ultimately be a very close game, but I think that will influence game flow, um, which will influence, which will equal more opportunities for DJ Moore. I also don't think the Raiders have any answers for DJ Moore. I don't think they have anyone that can cover him right now. And that's no disrespect to the young, talented corners over there and Arnett, if he plays and uh, Trayvon Mullen. I just think DJ Moore is too good. And really, that goes for almost any team, but particularly a team with younger corners. DJ Moore is going to eat, man. And the opportunity is going to be there, in my opinion. So <clears throat> I even like Teddy Bridgewater. Why? Because, like I said, I think the Raiders will get off to a little lead. So it'll influence some more passing. And I think Teddy will be able to sort of pick apart that Raiders secondary with some quick passing and some some yards after catch. I think Teddy has a decent game and a guy that you should maybe target in DFS if you don't want to spend high at the quarterback position. Uh, Darren Waller. I love Darren Waller. These are all guys I love, by the way, <clears throat> um, especially when you consider the value at DFS and just, you know, sort of like guys you can – some of these guys you can just probably pick up on waivers and start them. But Darren Waller's not one of those guys. So Darren Waller – obviously had over 90 catches last year for the Raiders. He is going to probably be able to match up against his former teammate last year, which is Tahir Whitehead. Let me tell you what Tahir Whitehead did in coverage last year. So first, let me preface this by saying, as a Panther fan, I need to point out that Tahir Whitehead was awesome against the run and only only had a missed tackle on like 4% of his opportunities, okay? I wanted to preface that with with this because um, his past coverage – numbers were absolutely awful and if he's covering Darren Waller Derek Carr is absolutely going to look for Darren Waller so to hear Whitehead last year averaged almost a 79% completion percentage allowed so he almost allowed 80% of the passes targeted against him to be completed he allowed six touchdowns and he allowed a quarterback rating of 140.4 so Raiders tight ends will eat in my opinion I love Darren Waller Okay, guys, I like Henry Ruggs. I like him. I think uh, that's a very, very interesting matchup and actually a low-key awesome matchup with him and Dante Jackson. Um, Two extremely fast guys that are are a little shorter than, than, you know, your boundary guys typically, but 
Very, very interesting matchup there. I think Ruggs, Ruggs is going to, in my opinion, catch him for one big play. I don't know if he'll have a ton of volume, but that's a very good matchup. I might even do a little uh, film breakdown on that one after week one if it goes well or if it's entertaining, I guess. Um, and then I also like Curtis Samuel and um, maybe even Ian Thomas just because the Raiders have a – a little bit of a lackluster linebacker group there in terms of coverage. So I could see that. And and we could also see, a you know, three catches for 60 yards from Robbie Anderson would not surprise me either. So I, I somewhat like him. If you want just the cheap boom bust option in DFS, Robbie Anderson should be in consideration, I guess. Um, all right. And then the fifth and final game that I'm interested in for fantasy is the Seahawks and Falcons. So this is going to kind of confuse some people just maybe in the you know the people that I like in this game because it's not necessarily guys that I've been super high on throughout the process um well obviously I love Julio Jones because he's Julio Jones and there's no one that can cover Julio Jones so I, I expect that Julio will get his um the other guy I love on the Falcon side of it is I love Todd Gurley look Seattle was 26 in yards per carry allowed last year and that was with Jadavion Clowney Okay, the secondary and the linebacking core is is the strength of this defense. It's definitely not the front four, although there are some young guys there with potential. I won't deny, but I just think that if you're going to attack Seattle, um, you need to run the ball at them early, often and often because that's the way to attack them. I don't think they will. Um, that run defense could be really bad, and that's scary as as uh, someone that appreciates what they do in Seattle because they need Clowney. They need him bad because Clowney, while he's not going to be a guy that's, you know, you can count on for double digit sacks. He's never done that in his career. He is a really good run defender and he's disruptive against the run. So they better hope, uh, what's his name? LJ has a breakout second season there. Um, but anyways, guys, I like Tyler Lockett. I think he has a, <clears throat> I think he'll have a good game. I, I think that even though AJ, everybody's all excited about AJ Terrell, and I like Isaiah Oliver a lot coming out. Um, I, I just don't think they can cover Lockett. And I think that this game just will be a game where there's going to have to be points scored. So I could even see the Falcons getting off to an early lead in this one. So I like Tyler Lockett. I think he's good for a couple big catches and at least five for 70, somewhere in there. Uh, and I also like DK Metcalf because I don't think these guys can really cover him. Um, Isaiah Oliver is probably the matchup there. And that'll be a good matchup. I think I like DK. don't love him. Like that's why he's in this category, but um, I definitely like him. I think he'll have, you know, three or four catches for like 60 yards, something like that. And then I'm so interested to see if Chris Carson is healthy. So I like Chris Carson because it's a good matchup. I think the Seahawks will be able to run the ball pretty much at will. I, I, I'm not going to say this Falcons defense is awful because that's just the narrative. They were awful over the first half of last season, but over the second half, they were awesome. So I'm really interested to see if Chris Carson's healthy and if he is, how he looks against this quietly improved Falcons defense. So overall, I still like him if I had to guess, you know, because I have to assume that he's healthy. He's not been a guy that, you know, I would call necessarily injury prone, although he has had some injuries already in his career but I do like Chris Carson I think that he um if you drafted him you're definitely starting him of course and I think that he could have a solid game um I also like Calvin Ridley I don't love him just because that Seattle secondary is a strength and I think that they're gonna they're gonna have to run the ball and 
I don't think there's going to be a ton of opportunity for Calvin Ridley, assuming the Seahawks don't just blow them out and they have to play catch up, which I don't see happening. I think it's going to be a very close game. So I like Calvin Ridley. Don't love him this week, though. And then I also really like Hayden Hurst, the tight end, replacing the 90 targets by Austin Hooper. Um, I like Hayden Hurst a lot. I think he's going to have a solid game because this, as good as the Seattle linebackers are, I think there will be um, there's some vulnerability there at times in the pass coverage department. So, and that that could just be because of scheme. But if you look at those guys, they typically will. I mean, they'll they'll allow some catches, at least not not necessarily some big ones, but they will allow. I could see a six for sixty game from Hayden Hurst in this one. So. Um, and maybe even a touchdown. So we'll see. But yeah, those are guys I like. Um, I'm really excited about that Cowboys Rams game. I think that could be a lot of fun. I, I do. I didn't mention him, but I also like Cam Akers, but I'm just not totally sure on his usage. You know, I, I could see him getting three carries in that game. I could I could see that happening because you just never know with rookies. Um, I mean, Daryl Henderson could be ahead of him. I, you know, I'm, especially without preseason. That's a big factor in this year's uh, stuff because People are just here like they're they're literally fantasy analysts are like seeing a play from training camp that a rookie makes. And they're just saying, like, see, that's him. He's going to be, you know, wide receiver one, RB one, whatever. Um, so I I just don't know what to think so far about Cam Akers. I do think he is their best running back. Um, I definitely had a higher grade on him than I did uh, Henderson coming out. But um, who knows? You know, they might want to work him in slowly. So. Not quite sure how to how to really gauge that with any confidence. Um, so I'm personally, if I had him on my team, I would not be starting him. And um, I mean, if you can get him for super cheap in DFS, maybe, but I don't even know if he'll be going for that cheap because a lot of people think he's just gonna, you know, he's just poised to come in and take the girly role. So I think if you if you just believe that and you're willing to bet big money on that, I think you could really make a horrible mistake. So. Um, so I'm going to stay away from him this week, although it wouldn't surprise me if he went crazy. It also wouldn't surprise me if he had like three carries. So, but yeah, guys, that's how I feel about this week's, uh, most, most relevant fantasy games. And, um, I've been, I've, I've told you guys a while ago, I'm trying to do two of these episodes every day, Monday through Friday, at least, but I get up really early. I mean, I get up like three 30 between three 30 and four 30 every single day, start working. And it's just been a little bit tough to be able to, cause I still, I don't want to sacrifice getting out content on Instagram too, just for everybody um, and Twitter. So it's like a little bit difficult to think of a topic and then immediately start uh, generating all the different notes I like to get. Cause I like to be prepared. I don't like to go into these episodes, just winging it. So even though I'm, I'm not like reading from a teleprompter or anything, but I'm just I have a, a lot of notes to kind of just to look at while I'm talking. So um, I wasn't able to do that mostly this week, but hopefully next week will be better in that regard. But uh, anyways, I've had some positive feedback from you guys for uh, for people that have decided to just Venmo me some money, PayPal me some money. That's been really cool. I appreciate the support. I'm going to continue to answer as many fantasy questions as I possibly can as uh, the season progresses. So just know I appreciate you guys very much. And uh, thank you for listening. Share this podcast if you feel like it. All right, guys. Peace.